Section 8 of The Art of Worldly Wisdom. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Sonrisa, SirVision.org. The Art of Worldly Wisdom by Baltasar Gracian. Translated by Joseph Jacobs. Section 8. 51. Know how to choose well. Most of life depends thereon. It needs good taste and correct judgment, for which neither intellect nor study suffices. To be choice you must choose, and for this two things are needed, to be able to choose at all, and then to choose the best. There are many men of fecund and subtle mind, of keen judgment, of much learning, and of great observation, who yet are at a loss when they come to choose. They always take the worst, as if they had tried to go wrong. Thus, this is one of the greatest gifts from above. 52. Never be put out. Tis a great aim of prudence never to be embarrassed. It is the sign of a real man, of a noble heart, for magnanimity is not easily put out. The passions are the humors of the soul, and every excess in them weakens prudence. If they overflow through the mouth, the reputation will be in danger. Let a man, therefore, be so much and so great a master over himself, that neither in the most fortunate nor in the most adverse circumstances can anything cause his reputation injury by disturbing his self-possession, but rather enhance it by showing his superiority. 53. Diligent and Intelligent Diligence promptly executes what intelligence slowly excogitates. Hurry is the failing of fools. They know not the crucial point and set to work without preparation. On the other hand, the wise more often fail from procrastination. Foresight begets deliberation, and remiss action often nullifies prompt judgment. Celerity is the mother of good fortune. He has done much, who leaves nothing over till tomorrow. Festina Lente is a royal motto. 54. Know how to show your teeth. Even hares can pull the mane of a dead lion. There is no joke about courage. Give way to the first, and you must yield to the second, and so on till the last, and to gain your point at last costs as much trouble as would have gained much more at first. Moral courage exceeds physical it should be like a sword kept ready for use in the scabbard of caution. It is the shield of great place. Moral cowardice lowers one more than physical. Many have had eminent qualities, yet, for want of a stout heart, they passed inanimate lives and found a tomb in their own sloth. Wise nature has thoughtfully combined in the bee the sweetness of its honey with the sharpness of its sting. 55. Wait. It's a sign of a noble heart dowered with patience, never to be in a hurry, never to be in a passion. First be master over yourself, if you would be master over others. You must pass through the circumference of time before arriving at the center of opportunity. A wise reserve seasons the aims and matures the means. Time's crutch affects more than the iron club of Hercules. God himself chasteneth not with a rod, but with time. He spake a great word who said, Time and I against any two. 
Charles V. Fortune herself rewards waiting with the first prize. 56. Have presence of mind. The child of a happy promptitude of spirit. Owing to this vivacity and wide awakeness, there is no fear of danger or mischance. Many reflect much only to go wrong in the end. Others attain their aim without thinking of it beforehand. There are natures of antiperistasis who work best in an emergency. They are like monsters who succeed in all they do offhand, but fail in aught they think over. A thing occurs to them at once or never. For them there is no court of appeal. Celerity wins applause because it proves remarkable capacity, subtlety of judgment, prudence in action. 57. Slow and sure. Early enough if well. Quickly done can be quickly undone. To last an eternity requires an eternity of preparation. Only excellence counts. Only achievement endures. Profound intelligence is the only foundation for immortality. Worth much costs much. The precious metals are the heaviest. 58. Adapt yourself to your company. There is no need to show your ability before everyone. Employ no more force than is necessary. Let there be no unnecessary expenditure either of knowledge or of power. The skillful falconer only flies enough birds to serve for the chase. If there is too much display today, there will be nothing to show tomorrow. Always have some novelty wherewith to dazzle. To show something fresh each day keeps expectation alive and conceals the limits of capacity. 59. Finish off well. In the house of fortune, if you enter by the gate of pleasure, you must leave by that of sorrow, and vice versa. You ought, therefore, to think of the finish, and attach more importance to a graceful exit than to applause on entrance. Tis the common lot of the unlucky to have a very fortunate outset and a very tragic end. The important point is not the vulgar applause on entrance, that comes to nearly all, but the general feeling at exit. Few in life are felt to deserve an encore. Fortune rarely accompanies anyone to the door. Warmly as she may welcome the coming, she speeds but coldly the parting guest. 60. A Sound Judgment Some are born wise, and with this natural advantage enter upon their studies with a moiety already mastered. With age and experience their reason ripens, and thus they attain a sound judgment. They abhor everything whimsical as leading prudence astray, especially in matters of state, where certainty is so necessary, owing to the importance of the affairs involved. Such men deserve to stand by the helm of state, either as pilots or as men at the wheel. End of section 8